Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Buff Hardpack. How you doing, man? How's it going? <laughs> Buff Hardpack. Yep. Is that one of those like <laughs> RPG names where you just stick a bunch of nouns together? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, one of the many names of David Ryder is. <laughs> yeah. Roll Fizzle Beef. I think you did that. Gristle once. McThornbody, you know, yeah. Rod Bone Wheel, uh, you know, the, the, the usual <laughs> hero names out there. I'm pretty sure yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been every single one of these. Uh, oh no doubt reef blast body that's a good one um oh that's a really good one yeah chiseled my yeah. favorite is thick mcrunfast because that's what they used to call me at my old job when i used to run around and chase shoplifters because i was pretty quick on the feet but also pretty thick at it i would pay good money to see that surveillance footage oh it's it's a blur yeah. it's we there is surveillance footage out there there is yeah. and actually our guest that we have one today has seen some of that surveillance uh, footage. I know him from my old job at Sears. Please welcome Justin. How are you doing, Justin? I'm pretty good, man. How you guys? Doing well, Fantastic. doing well. And you know Justin from uh, from elsewhere, not 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 at Sears, obviously, because you didn't work at Sears. Did you guys work at GameStop together? Is that how you know Justin? I remember when I first met Justin, and it was at the Martinsburg Mall. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily GameStop. We had just gotten our our local arcade, had just gotten a DDR machine. I'll never forget it because I was walking up to the to the arcade. Yeah. And I heard that like Konami jingle. And it was I mean, this thing was set to like maximum volume because they always have those machines like right at the front. Yeah. Um, to attract people. And uh, sure enough, it was it was DDR. And I'm like. I'm like, I'm, I'm in, I'm on like cloud nine. And I remember Justin was playing it. Um, and so that's how we met, I believe. And, and, and Justin, you actually have one of those machines now, right? You actually bought your own DDR arcade machine. Is that correct? I did. Yes. And I have never been happier. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That's literally like a childhood dream come true of mine to have the, well, not only that, <laughs> to have the space, to have just a ton of arcade equipment uh maybe something like donkey kong or pac-man for sure like the classics but a, a ddr machine wow those are those are so rare now i feel like even in like a regular arcade i very rarely come across them if you come across if you go to an arcade at all you know if you can find an arcade at all are you even going to be able to find a ddr machine there that's the question so you've got a very rare piece of arcade gaming history my friend and a very <laughs> cool one at that so kudos to you that's pretty awesome i appreciate it i was like really fortunate to get the one that i received is in excellent condition the guy had actually i'm not sure where he purchased it from but his whole hobby and profession is to buy arcade machines, slot machines, pinball, you name it, takes them, repairs them, and then sells them for profit. And this particular machine was actually the eighth mix, which is the one that we played at 
the mall that we you know grew up around which oh, is nice. really really Street. awesome yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's and it's it's great to have a wife that supports your love of gaming so that you can actually be like hey honey there's a DVR machine, and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, but I see it as exercise, okay? We could either spend a ton of money on a Peloton, or we could get the DDR Extreme. I think every gamer out there is going to use that now. They're just like, you're right. You're right. That's actually a good idea. It takes up about the same amount of space. Let's do it. So, man, we have a go. great episode <laughs> in store for everyone today. But before we get started, today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pierce Unlimited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. So I'm excited. What I just can't hide it. So what do you got for us, Nick? What's what's going on today? Drop in Pointer Sisters references. I mean, <laughs> what what don't you get in this podcast? All uh, right. Well, Seriously. we've got a all star lineup here, Bruno, and and today um, some interesting news popping up um, from both the G- Google front and also uh, Nintendo. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, later about uh, Nintendo reportedly canceling the Zelda Netflix series after information about it leaked sometime roughly last year, which I do recall, so it should be interesting to talk about that. Mm. And also, Justin is going to have his own segment later called Come On Bro, where he's going to be talking about one of his biggest uh, beefs in the PC building world, so make sure to stay tuned for that as well. Also, uh, it it is worth mentioning that uh, Justin has been a huge contributor to our QTB blog. Uh, He has put up uh, multiple... Uh, incredible articles, uh, really in, in in detail, a lot of passion behind it about both the uh, Shenmue franchise and uh, Resident Evil. So make sure yeah. if you haven't already to check out those blog posts, um, because they are definitely uh, a trove of uh, information from someone who is very passionate about uh, those game series. Uh, but first of all, our first big story is about Google Stadia. Now, anyone that's uh, been listening to the podcast knows I, I've, I've brought up Google Stadia uh, a number of times. You are uh, a resident is, expert. Yeah, I, I'm very big into all the different uh, kind of game streaming options and have tinkered with a lot of them. Um, you know, during my time at home uh, with this pandemic. And uh, Google Stadia is the one that I kind of landed on as one that I have come back to, you know, time and time again, actually invested in some hardware. So some news broke uh, yesterday, very unexpected. And this was just when uh, one of their new games called Journey to the Savage Planet had released from Stadia Games and Entertainment, literally the same day that the game officially released yesterday. Um, some news came out that Google is shutting down their game studios, um, both, I guess, on the publishing and developing side. It's uh, it's a little murky from my, my recollection on that, but um, the head of that, Jade Raymond, is leaving Google, and they are going to be shifting their, po- their focus, rather, to third-party games. Now, this may sound like bad news, and a lot of the news, you know, gaming news media and, and people that are kind of looking for some shock value yeah. with, like, YouTube videos, that kind of thing. They're, they're kind of pushing it to the extreme where you see a link that sounds like, oh, you know, Google Stadia is shutting down. Yep. You're like, oh, no, I'm it's happening. I'm worried. Yeah, and then you read it and you're like, okay, I, I see what's happening here. They're shutting down their game studios. They made this announcement um, a little under a year ago where they said they were going to have their own in-house development and publishing of, uh, of these video games, um, some of which were old franchises like Orcs Must Die. The third entry in that did come out on Stadia, um, but also some unique titles as well. And having played all... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all your favorites are here. Um, and so, I mean, they, they, have, they actually have been really focusing on, on those new IPs. And, you know, as someone that's played all those games, none of them are really anything to write home about. And yeah. I, I can't think of any one 
person that is a a, a, a fan of Stadia um, that is is lamenting the loss of having these first party games. None of them, again, like, like I said, were anything all that special. Um, what are your thoughts on it, Bruno? So obviously, when I first saw it, I was a little worried. I was like, okay, what does this mean for the future of Google Stadia? But then I thought about it like you and and thought, well, this is probably a good move. It's it's better for their longevity to just focus on porting games over and making sure that all third-party games that come out for Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo Switch can – well, minus Nintendo Switch, obviously, the like first-party title stuff. But all those little niche games that come, come in and in and out of every little crevice of the gaming world need to be available on Google Stadia in order for it to be – a viable streaming platform in the future. So I think it's a good move on their part. It's something that I think will benefit them in the long run. And if they can just focus on creating a great experience for for users on the go, that's really why people come to Stadia, right? Like, Justin, have you yeah. had any experience with Google Stadia or any of the uh, Google uh, gaming systems like that? I, I haven't myself, no. Um, I do have friends who use Stadia, uh, Nick, for example, and uh, some of my coworkers actually who enjoy the idea of actually being able to stream the games rather than consistently having to upgrade their, whether they're a PC gamer or having to get the newest, you know, greatest console that's just come out. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, that, that's just not, not, not just Stadia. It's, it's game streaming in general. Here is what I, I, this is just my, you know, I don't have any, any hard evidence to support it, but just as someone that's been following the platform from almost day one, here's my take on why this is happening. So the, the most positive press that Stadia has gotten up to this date has been Cyberpunk 2077. Despite the game's rocky launch, uh, especially on consoles, Xbox and PlayStation, there was that moment where everyone was like, oh my God, the game runs great on Stadia. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, it, it was running great for me at 4K. I, I, I think it was either 4K, it might have been like 1440p, uh, 60 frames a second. Um, you know, the, the, the same game bugs are there, obviously, and the same overall narrative issues and missing content like you would get in any other version of the game. But that positive press and they they double down on it like their their social media presence is all about like, hey, guys, and I heard you're having a bad experience on these other consoles. Come check out our version of Cyberpunk. And if yeah. you buy it, you get a free uh, premiere edition, the Chromecast Ultra um, and the controller so you can play it on your TV. And people... I mean, it, that, we're going nuts over it. I mean, that was probably what brought on the most new users than any other thing. And of course, that's a third-party game. So I think that when the executives actually looked at the numbers and saw the sales that Cyberpunk did versus you know all the investment they've been putting into the the limited number of games they've put out so far and you know the what what kind of money they're making off those games, I think the numbers just didn't add up. And they said, my goodness, you know, this is where it's at to get those big titles, those big IPs, and. It's also worth noting that just this week, uh, we got the announcements of Madden coming out. Well, last week, Madden, uh, the, the announcement, it's already out now. You can get Madden um, uh, 21 uh, on, on Stadia, but also FIFA. We got an announcement, I believe, just yesterday. Oh, uh, nice. It's going to be coming to Stadia, yeah, which a lot of people have been asking for. And also uh, some games from the Yakuza series from Sega 
will also yeah. be making it over. So, I mean, there's this there's this barrage of third party uh, titles that are big, big names, progressively bigger and bigger that are making the jump over. I think they see the writing on the wall that that's their best path forward. I don't really see this as a death knell for Google Stadia. Um, you know, Google is famous for when their products don't quite work, you know, the way they want them to. They don't necessarily, you know, just wipe them out overnight, but they'll yeah. merge them with things, right? You know, yeah, uh, totally. You know, it was like Google Hangouts became a different thing. And I mean, there's a, a laundry list that I don't even need to begin to get into. But, you know, I, I think you're right that third party games are, are where it's at for any service that wants to yeah. stream. Yeah, because there's... If if I'm going out to pick up something and they don't have the majority of games that I'm looking for, then that's going to be a huge issue for someone that might m- maybe choose Nintendo Switch over Google Stadia because they say, well, I can actually play these games on the go with the Switch and don't have to worry about whether or not stuff is going to come out for it because... You know, it's 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 coming out for Nintendo. We know it'll be out for Nintendo eventually. So I think this type of approach makes them competitive with somebody like Nintendo that doesn't necessarily always get games at the same time as like Xbox and PlayStation. And perhaps that's because of the nature of the console or the limitations on graphics or whatever it may be. But It just seems like a lot of times the priority is obviously Xbox and Xbox PC and PlayStation. And then everybody else kind of just trickles in there when they can. So if if Stadia can focus on getting getting content as it launches day one, they're going to be able to compete with not only Nintendo and Xbox and PlayStation, but also compete with something like the Game Pass, which, you know, uh, and so do our listeners know that I'm a big proponent of that and think that that is the future of gaming is definitely going to be this mobile service that we have with like Netflix. Why sit there and individually buy out games when you can just pay for a service and get all these games uh, available to you to download whenever you want. That's that's the kicker. That's what we want, right? Justin, what do you think? Have you dabbled into game streaming of any of those types of things, like PlayStation Now or Game Pass or um, anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I just like yourself, you know, I'm really big into what Microsoft has done with Xbox Live and their Game Pass. Uh, I think it's a, a phenomenal system, especially with Game Pass that. You know, as far as I'm aware, I don't think they break it off into just different branches. Um, you know, if I have Game Pass, I can either choose to use it on my Xbox or I can choose to use it on my PC as well. Yeah, you know, they don't, yeah. You know, charge you an arm and a leg for something like that, which you know, it's an you know, awesome move on Microsoft. Totally. Um, as far as Stadia goes, I think um, in agreement with you guys, uh, it's a smart move on their end. It allows them to focus on all that content they can bring to the Stadia. And at the same time, I mean, obviously Google has us already, but I feel like it's, it allows them to focus more on their infrastructure to make sure that seamless streaming of the games continues on, basically. Uh, well, one of the things that I think is really interesting as well is the fact that 
Google does a lot of promotion around their hardware, so it bridges the gap for users in trying something out. Like a lot of times, you can grab Chromecast for free if you sign up for、mm -hmm. something. Or same thing you were talking about before with the controller. They sometimes sometimes have bundles where you can get multiple units, maybe like the Google Home or whatever it may be. So. They get people to adopt their technology because they give away the hardware for free, and that's a that's a power move. Like I will definitely try something out if somebody, you know, fronted the hardware for me to do something like that. So that's a really great move. Oh yeah, I mean the, the cyberpunk promotion was a a triple A power play all day. I mean a, to to be <laughs> able to say. We're going to give you access to Cyberpunk 2077, instant access to the game, just by buying it, streaming on your PC, your Android device, whatever you have, and for, just just for shiggles, we're going to throw in over a hundred dollars worth of hardware. I mean, you can't、mm -hmm. you can't beat a deal like that. But、uh, I like yeah, that shiggles. Sure. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard、uh, Bob Saget use it once, and I said, okay, that's <laughs> we're adopting that. that. That's that's、yeah. now that's canon. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's also worth noting.、Um, I think a good parallel to this because Amazon has also thrown their hat into the ring with game streaming, the Amazon Luna service, which is more of a, a Netflix style、uh, of game subscription because you pay a monthly rate and it gives you access to their library. I think you can like add on certain like developers, like a la carte for a,、uh, like more money per month. They、Ooh. also have a controller that's Wi-Fi, so that there's a parallel there between Google and Amazon. Um, but in a lot of ways, it's, it's very simplified what they have. I mean, it's a very small library of games, but also,、um, you know, it's it's there's not like a sophisticated interface or like party chat or messaging like there is with Stadia. So it's you know it's very much a different style of service. And let's remember that Amazon had a massive, massive miss with Crucible. You know, there was so much talk about Amazon throwing their hat into the game developing ring, and Crucible was supposed to be their flagship title, right? Everybody was talking about how that was going to be the next game, and I remember. Remind me what out, Crucible is again. Crucible was a free to play、uh, shooting game、um, that kind of mixed. It was kind of a mishmash of a lot of other uh, uh, like MOBA or like Overwatch, like class based. Yeah. And you know, when it came out. I mean, it 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 fell off the map so fast. I mean, this was happening in like early to mid 2020, and as a result of that, you know, they they backpedaled hard. And before you knew it, they're like, "Yeah, we're just going to have to cancel Crucible." It got it got completely shut down. And I think that team、uh, has moved on to I want to say that new Lord of the Rings MMO that's supposed to be coming out. So they're not gone, but I think you know. And the the, the question、they're, becomes: this. They're still in my they're still in my heart. That's for sure. Yes, yes. I mean, they're still in your heart. They're still in my wallet. <laughs> Prime subscription. I can't not have it. <laughs> oh my gosh!、Um, but you know, it, it's it's it it's very telling. And I I remember someone saying this, and I really agree with it. Is if if Google and Amazon, two of the largest companies in the world,、uh, in the tech space especially. Yeah. Can't create their own quality first-party games. Who is going to actually go toe to toe with the big three? You know, are we ever going to see another come-from-behind success story from a tech giant like Microsoft that you know just was able to wrestle their way in there with the right moves?、Um, I I don't think it's possible. What about you, Bruno? I well, I think Xbox is very special because. 
PC players have always been around. So I think that was Microsoft's initial intention with the Xbox was basically to get PC players to jump on a console and be able to play some of the games that were also available on PC on on a console. So I think that was always their approach. I think it's only natural that they continue on that that path of making sure that everything is is able to to be played on both PC and Xbox and something like it, it it's obviously hurt other other proprietary developers and companies like PlayStation and Nintendo because it's well, not so much Nintendo, but PlayStation specifically hasn't been able to port a lot of the games because of, I don't know, I guess the funky way that the developers made PlayStation. I don't know. They they like <laughs> MacGyvered it or something, and they're like, no, this code only works in the Matrix, and therefore we can't we can't let it you know upgrade or anything. So I have no clue why for some reason there's so much struggle to push forward with PlayStation, yet Xbox is able to seamlessly get this. So I I don't know if if any other company will be able to do that because I don't know that they have the player base to really substantiate uh, a thriving market, you know, in terms of like Amazon. Like, I don't know if Amazon... Like who's your mom's on Amazon, right? So like my mom's not looking to game. <laughs> so who who are you targeting at that point? We've already got Twitch Prime with Amazon. That's for the kids, right? Yeah. That's for that's the that's the the add on for the kids. But you know my mom's not looking to game right now. She's putting together five hundred piece puzzles. So that she might have bought on Amazon, hey, man. That she definitely yeah. bought on Amazon, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. So yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation about just the, the the giants in general. I think it's also worth noting that you know Microsoft kind of created their own destiny. They created their own path. A lesser known fact, though, about uh, PlayStation is that the only reason why Sony was able to kind of branch off and do their own thing was because the initial collaboration between Nintendo and Sony to create the disk drive for, I want to say, the Nintendo 64 that ultimately fell through was the reason why they were able to go on and actually create the PlayStation because that deal fell through. Nintendo kind of gave them the cold shoulder. um, Isn't there a Nintendo PlayStation? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That well, was, that's what. Yeah. Wasn't there like an mm-hmm. actual? There was like one made, like a prototype made, oh. and of it has the branding on there and everything of like Nintendo PlayStation. We'll have I to put that on the website. Did they have it? Was that what it was? It was a dev. I think kit? it was a dev kit. Yeah. I, wow. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I swear they had a dev kit for something like that. Yeah, we'll put that but, on the website quitthebuild.com for sure. Um, because that's, you're right. Like they were, they were already talking to each other and they already had some type of hardware and at, they basically, I think it was, I think it was Nintendo didn't want to adopt the disc drive. Like they were reluctant on adopting that and wanted to retain cartridges. So instead they decided to 
not go with the disk drive or whatever. And PlayStation was or Sony was like, well, we've already made it. You know, yeah. I mean, come on, Bonnie. Why couldn't you make this deal go through? Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Craig's over here working his butt off trying yeah. <laughs> to make this prototype, and you can't even put together a deal between us and and Mister Nintendo. What's what's up? So, I, if I remember right, the deal fell through at the last second. Um, so I I did find that the Nintendo PlayStation. You're correct that it was only. Uh, the only known one in existence. Uh, it was sold in 2020 for $300,000. Only one person placed a bid, and that was the winning bid. Wow, well, only <laughs> one person. <laughs> yeah. That was it. They just like, <laughs> why didn't you, honey, why didn't you start at like a, a $100? Like, did yeah. you have to go all in at 300 How does that conversation go? Like, yeah. they didn't even, they just outbid themselves and everyone. <laughs> they it's, probably could have gotten it for half that. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure, like, no one, I know you can put the limit price on eBay, but, like, right. yeah. <laughs> afterwards, you're just like, oh, well. How, how is I your guess. first bid out of the gate? $300,000, yeah. Bob. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa, let's rate it back there. Let's, <laughs> let's try a dollar first and see how that goes. <laughs> I thought negotiation was starting high and then working yourself down. Darn it. <laughs> Darn. He doesn't know how to haggle. <laughs> he doesn't know yeah. how to. He doesn't know how to bid. That's oh, amazing. my gosh. Well. If I could add something to the whole of the underdog tech company that could come back. Yeah. I would love to see Sega come back and actually land a Sega Dreamcast 2. <sighs> I mean, that would be amazing to see that happen. You're, you're speaking to me right now. You know, <laughs> right I now. I, I know, Launch I, yeah. Sonic Adventure three with it, bam! There you, know, you people, go. <laughs> people don't realize this, but but the Dreamcast was Sega when they when they went bankrupt because of the Dreamcast. They were mm-hmm. so deep in debt that they actually weren't going to be able to even produce games afterwards. It was a single guy. I forget who he worked for, but he was super fond of Sega, and he floated them this multi million dollar loan that in US dollars that on his deathbed he actually forgave the loan and it's actually because of that that Sega was even to able to like go on and even produce games for the other consoles like if it wasn't for that one wow. guy Sega would have just gone completely under right then and there um I had so, no idea about that that's yeah. heroes amazing. of gaming history and then they exactly. produced Sonic 06 yeah <laughs> that 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 deserves its own episode <laughs> Uh, But yeah, speaking of which, probably a good point to go ahead and kick it over to a commercial break. We'll be right back after this. And we are back. Big conversation there about uh, what was happening, of course, with uh, with Google Stadia. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get, uh, you know, some additional great IPs that uh, that come along there. But we've got other stuff to talk about. Gosh, darn it. And one of them is Nintendo. So I, I don't know about you guys, but this it seems like this week has all been all about like cancellations. I know a lot of the uh, the news articles that I've been posting on the QTB Facebook page have been about like things shutting down, like Battleborn, the announcement for that that they 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 closed their servers for good. And, Shut it down. Uh, yeah, and another cancel big culture. One. It's cancel culture. It's cancel Nick. culture. That's what it is. It's, it's spread to it's, games. It's spread to games. Shut it down. Well, you're not kidding because apparently, uh, so this is an article from IGN that supposedly the Zelda Netflix series 
which leaked. I remember this happening sometime last year. People were talking about, oh, there's there there could be some kind of thing in the works with Netflix to to do a deal. Well, apparently there was a huge NDA that was violated that oh. resulted in that leak. And they pulled the plug on the entire project. So uh, there is a, uh, a comedian by the name of Adam Conover. He was aware of a, uh, a Star Fox uh, claymation project around the same time um, that also revealed that Nintendo completely canceled. It had a whole a whole array of different uh, shows that were going to be video game adaptations um, from Netflix. So apparently it was not going to be just Zelda. Um, oh. But when when someone from the company allegedly spread the word about the Zelda series, uh, of course they just they said, you know what? Nope, we're pulling the plug just we're like that. It. Yeah. Um, so I guess the Star Fox claymation thing that was supposed to be happening was also going to be one of the show. I guess because they were in, they were working on it like at the time, and all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, we're not we're not going to do that anymore. That's um, that's so sad. Do you guys remember that leak? I yeah, I don't remember the leak first of all, but. It seems like such an extreme thing to do if you've, especially for claymation, because as an animator, I know how painstaking it is to actually maneuver any type of animating object, whether it's digital or, God forbid, something like claymation. And I just picture Ben from Parks and Rec, like, stand, <laughs> stand in that place where you. And that's all he got. And he's like, I've been working on it for, like, two weeks straight. How could it not be longer? <laughs> like, yep, that's animation. So I can only imagine if they had enough to, like, actually show somebody something, that is months and months of work. Uh, down the drain they're just like you know what no we're we didn't like that you said something so heartbreaking if you were one of the people working on that project oh yeah for sure i mean what do you think about did you hear anything about that justin i vaguely remember some news breaking last year about this um as far as something that could be in development but as far as the extent of what we're learning now i had you know obviously no idea it's almost I get it's a you know non disclosure agreement and you know it violates contract agreements and whatnot, but it's almost as if it's a vindictive move for them to be like you know what no we're not going to do this anymore because you told <laughs> <laughs> it is it seems like something that like an elementary school kid would do you yeah. know what I mean and no you can't come to my birthday party either so hey, you ruin it for the whole class <laughs> farts on you. <laughs> like I know that NDAs, you know, there oftentimes there can be some some really you know strict wording in there, and and the people that sign them, you know, they're going to be held to that standard. But like, just just take care of the person that caused the leak if that's the problem. Why, if anything, the hype, you know, are, are behind this, and, you, and there was a lot of people talking about it, getting excited about that. I can't tell you how many times people came out with like fake trailers for like a Legend of Zelda movie. Or just anything, you know, on the big screen TV show or otherwise. Because um, Lord knows we've gotten some interesting adaptations of the Zelda franchise. I know there was that uh, that Captain N or whatever back in the day where I think I think Zelda and Link made a couple appearances on that. And that was that was sketchy. And he um, had his but, own like 80s cartoon. Wasn't there like an 80s oh, that's right. Legend Ex- of Zelda yeah. Link cartoon? Excuse me, princess. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's all we got. And, you know, especially when you look at like right now, we're in the we're in this era where video game adaptations not only are getting announced by the by the barrel full, but they're actually coming out pretty darn good right the mortal kombat movie is shaping up to be something special we're getting a tomb raider movie again Uh, we're getting an uncharted movie minecraft is getting its own movie next year sonic was really good and is already getting a sequel detective pikachu is supposed to be getting a sequel. that was awesome i mean that was awesome you know new multiple resident evil entries there you go well yeah that that's just that just goes on seemingly forever (laughs) Well, and then there's like there's movies like Ready Player One that are kind of about mm-hmm. video games and not in a not in a lame way, like an actually really cool way with video game characters from all. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but that's literally oh yeah, there was every video game the, character the was in amazing. existence was in right. that movie. Yeah, I mean, this stuff resonates with gamers. You know, obviously it does because they're gamers. But, I mean, so many of these characters have just permeated uh, pop culture, especially with, I think, millennials and and even younger, to the point that, you know, making these types of movies, like, it's going to work well in a box office setting. And I, I think... I think that that Hollywood has gotten over that weird barrier where, like, a director who I probably wasn't a gamer would have this vision based on a, on a video game franchise. Did you guys ever see the original uh, live-action Super Mario Brothers movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I, try, I try to block that out. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the things that I talk to my therapist about is yeah. that movie in particular. Yeah. And especially that, like, the Koopas, the oh, lizard man. people. Yeah. The- that, and I honestly don't know how John Leguizamo bounced back from that and <laughs> pest those two movies from the 90s from the 80s and 90s i'm just like how how did how did we let people forget that you did those how dare you the koopas in that movie remind me like with their tiny heads <laughs> the end scene of beetlejuice with that shriek <laughs> 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 Like, You're so right. I, just, I had nightmares about that as a kid. <laughs> oh my god, what is that? Yeah, so just to recap what we're talking about to our audience. So yeah, this was like back in, I want to say it was like the late 80s, early 90s, like right when the first Mario Brothers movie came out, like Mario Brothers was in its prime. I guess the idea was, you know, let's make a live action movie. And they got like, it was Bob Hoskins as Mario and yeah, John Leguizamo yeah. as um, as Luigi. And it's 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 almost like, Somebody like read the instruction manual for Super Mario Brothers with without even like pictures and oh, yeah. then just like decided like, OK, this is this is what I'm going to do with it, because it almost had this like cyber cyberpunk esque, like futuristic, uh, weird approach to it with like the land of the dinosaurs and all that. Um, and I'm, I'm glad they snuck walk the dinosaur in there. That was that was great. Yeah, but, that's we're all better for that. We're all better for having seen that portion of it. But. Everything else is an abomination to, towards man. <laughs> and I feel personally offended sometimes when I just yeah. look at the cover art of that and, you know, have to stare Can't at forget that. forget about those no. jet boots. <laughs> those jet boots. <laughs> what you're looking at, Nick, is a fever dream from someone who thought yeah. they played Super Mario and really just mm-hmm. took a bunch of acid and was like, you know what? I have a great <laughs> idea for a live adaptation of Super Mario Brothers, and it involves mold. And do you remember Beetlejuice at the end of Beetlejuice? Yeah, we're going to make some Koopas look exactly <laughs> like that guy. What's Dennis Hopper doing? Is he available? 
Let's get him in there. I can't believe he agreed to that. Like, and he, 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 and there was some method what? acting going on there. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, King, King Koopa. He was Bowser. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He was. That's right. Oh, oh my goodness. How do we let people forget about that? Because it set back, it set back the movie industry. And that was kind of how I was tying that in is that those types of movies came out. Like the Street Fighter movie was a dud. And I think that those, all of that, that string of miss after miss after miss really discouraged. Uh, you know, the the big players that have the funding to make these kind of movies and shows happen, you know, they, they said, well, it's not working. So, you know, we're going to have to set it aside. And we never really got, aside from like the Resident Evil movies. It's not working. It's not working. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know, it's, I don't know why. Daryl, do you have any ideas? Like, why Why do you think it's not working? How are we, how can we connect with the kids? Yeah, like, we, what's up? We put a bomb in there. Like, what? what do they want? Wind up what, yeah. what more do they want? Like we use the name Mario, and he kind of looks <laughs> the like... last name was Mario. Like, what are your names? Oh, Mario, Mario. What's your name? Luigi, Mario. Wait, what? Your last yeah, name is Mario. Their... Yeah, we're the Mario Brothers. Oh, God. yeah, the Mario Brothers. That's their real last names. Like legit from from Nintendo. Like you got it. I don't know why he uh, Luigi was obviously an afterthought. Like he was the kid that you know <laughs> they like he the just games. came they got that part right but, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> they were just like we they were fine with Mario Mario and then they wanted to have a girl and obviously Luigi came huge disappointment in general uh. I mean so obviously this is this is history and now we live it so there you go. Yeah, so you know, it's uh, you know, like 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 we were saying, it's 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 a shame that uh, a, a series like this just gets canceled. You know, and you know, to be a fly on the wall for that conversation, we'll never truly know the reasoning behind it. But I think you're right in that it just sounds like some some higher level executive had a tantrum about it being released or leaked so early and decided, eh, you know what, I've got the, I've got the I can push the button to shut it down, so I'm gonna push the button. Um, to shut it down like we're, sh- I, it's, we're shutting her down yeah you know and especially with netflix you know losing their su- such big you know ips like uh i don't know do you even call tv shows ips big shows like the office you know they could really use big wins like this to i think bring in a younger crowd um and and a show like Le- legend of zelda and from what it's what, what i'm reading here the star fox uh claymation show Absolutely. that apparently was canceled Wait. So you're saying you want a office style Legend of Zelda series? Oh, like how would you even someone do get that? Rain Wilson on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how would you even yeah. do that? I don't know, but it would just the all the like one-on-one interviews with Link, he would just sit there and just <laughs> stare at the camera blankly and not say anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cut to Zelda and she'd be like, I don't know why I can't get Link to talk to me. And they just cut to Link and he's just like huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, a reg- it cuts to a random villager that's just like he came in and destroyed all our pots. I don't even put rupees in there. Alrighty, well, good conversation about that, and yeah, hopefully uh, Netflix or someone wises up and realizes that there's a gold mine to be had with uh, with these adaptations. But uh, we do have one more segment to get to here, and of course, it is Justin's segment where he gets to rant about something that's grinding his gears. We like to call it "Come on, bro." Come on, bro. Justin, what do you got for us? Just in the PC world, man. The the absolute ridiculousness of it, of how hard it is to come across significant parts that you need to build a computer. Um, for anybody who's building 
going through building a computer right now more than likely understands where I'm coming from. Um, the, the two main components that are really hard to get a hold of right now are going to be your processors and your GPUs um, or your graphics cards. The bots have just overran the market. Uh, it, it's Newegg is trying to combat it, which you know I appreciate what they're trying to do in order to help alleviate this issue, but it's not really working out in the favor. Um, their newest way to try to combat this issue is uh, a Newegg shuffle, which you know they'll have a limited number of X you know computer parts that you're looking to get. You throw your na- uh, name in there to get the raffle. And then Ooh. if you're picked, then there you go. You get to buy it. Oh, it but feels like the Comic thing Con. is, it's literally like Turbo yeah, Man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bad thing about <laughs> it's, I went to Turbo Man thing, Duel. <laughs> a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> the bad thing about this is, is these bots and these scripts, like they have thousands of fake accounts. So it doesn't oh, really deter man. it that much. They can just use those fake accounts to enter the raffle themselves. And like, oh, look, the bot got it. <laughs> right. And you go on Amazon, you know, or, you know, eBay, whatever new, you know, third party seller you want to go through. And just to take, you know, the RTX series cards, for example, like the 3090, you know, extremely hard to find retail. It's, you know, about $1,500. But you go on Amazon, third-party sellers, they're selling them for $2,600, like, It's ridiculous. That's an insane, uh, I mean, wow, three grand for anything. But that's not like a yeah. like an a, a 8K TV. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> I, was gonna say, I have all my computer parts except for the processor that's just sitting there, and I can't do anything with it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's so awful. Rough. Oh, man. Yeah. And Bruno, that's we were just worst. talking about this, right, with the, uh, the Carnage bot. That was buying up yeah. the uh, the script that people were buying to buy up the the PS fives and the Xboxes and then and then flip them around. It's, yeah. it's probably yeah. the exact same thing, right? I would imagine so. And I'm telling you, I don't know how there's so many robots on the internet to begin with. I have to fill out a <laughs> form telling everyone that I'm not a robot, and then prove that I'm not a robot by identifying random objects <laughs> in the world. To be like, robots can't do that, so I, pff, And we still I'm get it wrong. I'm sitting there like, yes, that is a stop sign right yeah. there. That is a stop sign. And then a sliver of it doesn't come down, and I'm like, is this, do you, is this considered it? It's like just in the corner of this little box right here. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand we need to give robots a hand, and that's essentially what all those captures are. But for me, I got to prove that I'm not a robot. And it's just very condescending coming from <laughs> a robot to, <laughs> to have to prove that I'm not a robot. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's an issue in all seriousness. It's an issue because there's – this is affecting multiple aspects of the economy in terms of the gaming world. This This affects – consumers this affects gamers who are trying to get a playstation or those who are trying to get an xbox or or a nintendo these developers yeah these bots are so good at getting there first and being first in line so to speak that it's impossible to get a leg up right now I foresee this being a problem for the next several months. I don't foresee there being a 
a stock of of Xbox or or PlayStation 5s or anything like that until at least the summertime. We're going to be experiencing this for a, for a, a little bit longer as they continue to meet demand and then try to mitigate the bot disaster, which, like you said, they've tried to do things like shuffle. But if you've got a million accounts, I mean, right. goodness mm-hmm. gracious, what are you going to do? Good like, luck. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. luck, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know Xbox already came out and said, like, hey, we're, we're going to have a shortage of, of supply, you know, probably through June, just through, you know, the problems that we're having getting the chips and all that that we need. But I, I, I don't know if you've heard about this, Justin. Wasn't there's Isn't there something going on right now where people are making a, a mad run on those, uh, especially the, the GPUs and the processors for uh, cryptocurrency mining? You know, I'm not sure... Not so sure if that's actually the main reason. It's it, it, you know what's going on is what's going on for that particular reason. If that was you know basically the gold rush of last year or the year before when people were trying to get all the new you know two thousand series from Nvidia yeah. uh, to use for crypto mining. Uh, compared to now, I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see people doing that. Um, but I don't think. At least as far as from what I've read, I don't think that's the main cause. I could be completely wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just something that I had I had heard and maybe wonder, you know, because I know that there is, uh, especially for like Ethereum right now. Again, I'm not going to go too much into the, the finance yeah, side of things, but that uh, a lot of people will scoop those things up because they need they need the processing power um, to make that Absolutely. happen. But it is a shame, right? Because I know that there was that that huge news when what was that graphics card that came out that like the price point was absolutely unbelievably low and everybody was talking about it. it the name escapes me oh that's the uh, the new amd series that have released um i i'm having a mind fart right now super the super budget the super budget one you know oh, of course yeah the super budget uh, the super yeah yeah the super that budget one. 2000 <laughs> the radeon rx series that's what it is okay. i'm sorry yeah because i remember when they came out and the price point was announced i mean everybody was talking about that i mean people that knew that i was a gamer that knew that i'm not a pc gamer we're still like bringing up like like cold calling me in conversation being like hey how about that that new graphics card you know cuz the the price point was so unbelievable that people are like how how can this be yeah. a thing and that's immediately you know overshadowed by the problem of okay well you can't get one so it doesn't matter that it's a great value the MSRP is useless when you're yeah. you know just an average joe who's just trying to like you said you literally have a PC that isn't finished that you're stuck on because you don't yep. want to pay aftermarket prices, you know, twice what they're worth. That's the thing is these scalpers that use these bots, they have stolen o- away from us that once enjoyable process of piecing your own computer together by manipulating the market to their advantage, basically. You know, one one thing that I feel like retailers could do that they would never do to really combat this issue, retail. Send them the Best Buy. Send them the Walmart. Like, uh, don't just make it an online item. Like, yeah. send it to in a physical place where hmm. you're not gonna have bots out in the actual market. <laughs> yeah, so. that's that's it's interesting because I think the uh, that's one step further in the shipping process, right? So if they can cut out those middlemen and just have them sitting at the at the warehouse ready to ship out then they cut down on the cost of shipping to the actual store and are therefore to, are able to pocket more money in the long run. So, And online shopping has become 
I'm I'm assuming I'm just going to say it because nobody's here to dispute me. The number one way to shop and brick and mortar stores are starting to fail. They have been failing for several years. Mm-hmm. That's why we've seen the decline of Sears and uh, every thing affiliated with Sears like Kmart. And, you know, so the retail space is dying and that is a great way to get it back on top and get people to actually come in store because you're right. My biggest pet peeve is going into a store and them not having what I want. And 95% of the time, whenever I go into a store, Best Buy, whatever, they don't have what I want, or I could get it cheaper on, on Amazon. That's also an issue as well. But the biggest issue is that they don't have anything in stock. You're right. So why not start sending more stuff to a store? So that way when I'm there, I can be like, hey, leave it to the stores to advertise and say, hey, we've got this in stock. And, you know, so I don't know. I, I think it's something that would definitely get me to come into a store more often if I knew they actually had stuff instead of it looking like a sad, you know, mall that's like trying to hang on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, look. We all know what you're oh, talking yeah. about. <laughs> we all know what we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, so I just I just Googled I wanted and I did this because I wanted to get a news article on it to see if I could uh, get any in, in, extra info on it. I searched for new egg bots. I'm not kidding. The number one result in the Google page, which they probably paid for to get that spot, is someone that's Google selling say? a new egg bot. Um, yeah. That you know you can okay <laughs> oh. yeah, you can give give us your money and we'll give you the, the thing that you need to uh, to make it happen. So obviously people are buying it because they're selling it and it's. It's the number one search result. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out there, and we're going to copyright it, trademark it right here. So no stealing the idea, listeners. <laughs> yeah, that'll but work. we need to make a bot for the bots, so that way we get around all the bots. Because if everybody's going to be using a bot to order stuff, then we're going to have to have a bot for the bots. And so that bot will be the bot to take down all the bots. I, I Have I said bot enough? You it's, lost me or, it's, Okay. <laughs> funny, it's funny you mentioned that because there is a bot system that actually is combating this. Um, and it's actually one of the ways I actually got one of my computer parts from. Um, and it's uh, mainly through Discord channel. It's called Stock Drops. Ah. Uh, essentially, it is a you know a server that you can just go in and hop in uh, if you're looking to buy any type of computer parts or even consoles. And you go up to the alert sign up section of the server and you click the little emote uh, that's corresponding to whatever part or console you're looking for. And whenever the bot detects that there's a stock happening, you know, like that, it sends you notifications like, hey, go get this right now. It's in yeah. stock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've got something like that on my on Google Chrome called, I've talked about it before in the podcast, called OctoShop, and it lets me know as soon as it's in there. But I've still ran into the problem of not being faster than the bot right. because the bot autofills information and then automatically mm-hmm. purchases it. So I can't get around that. So then you're just trying to like play the typing game of like, you know, who can type faster? It's a good thing I can tip, <laughs> type 90 words per minute because I'm about to blow you suckers out of the water. 
Here it so. comes. Mavis Beacon, watch out. <laughs> oh, Throwback. Throwback. Yeah. I don't even want to <laughs> yeah. hear hear about being a 90s kid if you don't remember Mavis Beacon teaches typing. <laughs> Justin, do you remember that? I do not. I got to admit. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, maybe it's because we went to a private school and we, yeah, we, had, the big bucks. we, were, we had the big bucks wow. of, yeah. of computer lab. Yeah, yeah. So Mavis Beacon was this black lady who was awesome at typing. And she came out with her own typing tutorial thing and it had like little virtual hands on there that would type along with you and tell you where to put your fingers and your hands and all that goodness and we would have to do like typing we had to like take a typing class and they'd come around and put these cardboard things over our hands so we couldn't see and your boy had to sit back sit back in his chair a little bit and be like, uh-huh. no, nah, this is how I always type. I always type yeah. <laughs> leaning back like the guy from South Park who was on that World, <laughs> World Warcraft. of Warcraft. <laughs> I always sit like this. What are you talking about? This is me. <laughs> it's my natural don't, posture. Don't. Yeah, this is. 45 degrees. I've got spina bifida, okay? Yeah. So don't don't judge. And so I'd lean back like that to try and see my fingers like where is the the V and the B, the V, the B and the C. The <laughs> that those are the real. ones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> those are the ones that would trip me up, bro. Mm-hmm. Those the N and the M's down there to this day I'm like you sons of guns better stay in your place and just do what you're told. Bruno, I'm about to shatter your childhood right now. Oh my goodness, but go for it. You know it. how the every edition of Mavis Beacon had the had the picture of Mavis Beacon on there? Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is a person. Like this is this must mean it's like like some lady that's really good at typing. Can yeah. you believe that there is no Mavis Beacon? It's a fake no. person. She never <gasps> I existed. Thought- I thought she Would. did. No. I thought it was a black lady, and I was like, see, <laughs> this is see, like we, we Black were... History Month for the win. <laughs> yeah. I, so, and to this day, I've always wondered why people haven't been claiming, you know, mm-hmm. Mavis Beacon is now? one of the – Yeah, where are they now? Because yeah. she was amazing, and that breaks my heart a little bit. We but it also, it also makes me say kudos – to that mm-hmm. company for diversity because this was back in the 90s. There's they could have easily had a white bald dude with glasses on there, mm-hmm. like Mr. Type, you know, and he just comes <laughs> in. Mr. Type. <laughs> Mr. Type, and he's yep. just a plain looking dude, kind of like Hitman, but more approachable, more approachable, obviously. Less barcode less, <laughs> Yeah, less, less, less intimidating, obviously. Yeah. But that uh, wow completely mm-hmm. blow my mind now yeah. you're gonna have to go and look up mavis beacon teaches typing uh justin because that's gonna that's it was some um, peak windows 95 software and tying it back to video games do you remember the mario typing game yes do you guys did you ever play that justin I played Typing of the Dead. I was going to say that's probably the what that's probably what he's played is that that uh, undead typing game. I, I think Dreamcast had it. Wait, 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 wait. What yeah. is it? What did it go for? What is this undead typing game? The, the Typing of the Dead. You know the House of the Dead, the yeah. arcade shooter games. Yeah. Same thing, but you have to type the zombie names that were coming at you. Oh my gosh! And w- were the zombie names like normal names, like John, or were they like? Rajneesh? They became extraordinarily difficult to type. Yeah. <laughs> the game progressed. 
<laughs> yeah. It just became like biblical names like Zephaniah. And you're yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All of Abraham's. Jebediah or Maya. <laughs> wait, somebody named their kid that? That poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But uh, yeah, so tying it back into uh, what we were talking about there with PC parts. Right. You know, I, I, I've used similar programs um, to what you were talking about. Um, I use one called BrickSeek, where the whole thing was like you could scan like uh, retail stores for a product that you wanted, and I actually had great success with it. But that's because I, I didn't have to worry about a bot beating me to it. I just had to physically be there when the store opened. Um, I used right. that to get a lot of amiibos, and I also used that to get my NES Classic when there was a ton of demand for that when it first came out. Um, BrickSeek like popped up. There was like a, a Target like like 50 miles away that had stocked it. And I got there like two hours before opening and with no other like knowledge or announcement of it, there was like already five people there. Um, so, I mean, even then it was tough, but man, it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And it seems like that problem isn't going to be going away any soon, anytime soon. I know coronavirus has made uh, the supply issues a lot harder. A lot of the, yeah. the like I said, the, the chips that are outsourced um, to, yeah. to other countries, you know, that they rely on. They just can't get as many as they used to for a number of reasons. And as a result, I mean, these these bots have just have found a way to thrive. And uh, it's frustrating, man, but... Hopefully you can get those parts soon. You're so open, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, probably a good point to uh, wrap things up. This has been a great conversation. Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. And make sure to, uh, like like we had said, if you haven't already, check out the uh, blog articles that Justin has put up on the quitthebuild.com website. Uh, anything else to add, Bruno? I mean, I sure do enjoy those blog articles. I tell you that I learned something new and I feel like I just get a little bit more insight into who Justin is as a gamer. And I can't wait to to read his next article. I'm sure it's going to be on something interesting. I definitely want to hear both your guys' opinions on DDR sometime. I think we could definitely have a whole conversation on that at you a later us a date. Whole hour. Easy. Yes, we we, <laughs> we we or just rhythm-based games in general. So we will definitely have Justin back on the podcast again. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. I do appreciate it. Be sure to check out quitthebuild.com for those blog articles and all of our podcast episodes. For Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno and Justin, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do.